The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link here with Rotowire.com's Todd Zola, also of MastersBall.com. Great to be talking with you, Todd. It is the Two Star Pitcher Show. Uh, we'll be looking ahead at Two Star Starters for the week of April 26th. Also wanted to just run over the Stake League pickups from last night, but real quick, how are you, Todd? I'm doing well. Did you get a job with the Yankees? No, I am decked out in black, though. Well, no, you're also clean-shaven. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I it. missed it last week. I, uh, Every maybe now I and then, it's time to change it up. All right, well, good. good, good. You got no, no, no playoff beard, huh? <laughs> Basically, it's the, the Ruggie Odor transition, just looking like a weird baby. Well, hopefully it's getting a little warmer so you, you don't be sweating as much. Yeah, no kidding. It is hot. Uh, it is not hot here in Wisconsin. No. I was going to go take a walk the other day, and it was snowing. So yep. Was, uh, but, yeah, we're kind of running a little low on time just because I have to do the uh, XM show here coming up, so we'll power through a lot of this. But real quick, the uh, Stake League pickups from last night. Todd is not in the Stake League, by the way. I keep looking up at this camera. I'm using my own laptop today. <laughs> but, um, Adolis Garcia was the top pickup for 24 bucks. Coolest bat flip I've maybe ever seen uh, the other day. He knew he got all of it. He also robbed Otani of a homer and had a double in that game. So really a big one. Uh, 24% of the budget was uh, was what it took to get Adolis Garcia in this 16-team league. Uh, do you have an idea? Can you give us an idea of what your projection kind of looks like for Garcia? Not, not really sure. Um, that seems pretty steep, though. Or does seem pretty steep on a team like Texas, which is kind of a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately team, that when he's hot, he'll play, but if he cools down, they've got a lot of movable parts. So I guess, I don't, I'm don't. i not familiar with the league, uh, that seems pretty aggressive 
chasing him. He's in, he's one another. It's a few years ago, another former Cardinal outfielder. The Cardinals seem to give away outfielders left and right. But I don't know if there's a thing. It is, I don't think there's something this track record to warrant nearly 25% of your budget. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, late bloomer type. I think he played in Cuba for several years professionally. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get it because it does look like Leody Tavares is probably at the end of his playing time rope. For now. It looks like Garcia is a capable center fielder. So, yeah, I think that was a little steep, but I kind of get it in, in a league like this where – a lot of hitting injuries and yeah. two util spots, five outfielders. Um, if you want them, you're going to have to pay up this weekend. That's just yeah, kind I, of a heads up. I think you can afford one aggressive move in almost all all the leagues, and then you you know you kind of have to be conservative. So if you hit on it, great, because like we keep you know there's not it's it's, it's that conundrum. There's there's not a lot of data to judge, but you have to make moves because you need players, so you just make the best guess you can. And he's striking out a lot, which I don't like. He's got a power-speed combination, Garcia, but he hasn't run yet. Well, he's been caught twice. So uh, so you're looking up at your camera. I'm looking at his stats and kind of going, for those that can see us on YouTube. Yeah, I hear you. I mean – James kind of was prescient with like suggesting him in deep leagues last week, and um, he's going to play, yeah. which is over half of the battle, right? I mean, yeah. I added him to my top three hundred at like the one eighty range ish, so that may be a little high, but uh, maybe. And I in my in my thick skull, I need to get out. I need to get away from this. Is not Aramis Garcia the bad catcher? This is yeah. Adolis Garcia, the uh, I don't say failed prospect, but the uh, the former Cardinals prospect. Yeah, so definitely, you know, I mean, he was on our our watch for deeper leagues. If you're in shallower leagues and you want him, I mean, he's a guy who does look like he's going to um, play a lot, but he'll be pretty popular too, so you may have to fight for him. Uh, that was a $24 ad. Then the next highest ad was me with Paven Smith at 11, dropping Julian Merriweather. I just like what I've seen from Smith. I mean, leading off on that team. Hitting I mean, the, not hitting for much power, but and they were just in Great American Ballpark. But uh, I like him atop the order, and I, not, I also have Andrew Vaughn, who you know I think David Smith's going to go into that that spot, and then we'll see what happens with Vaughn. Yeah, I'm not saying this because you're you know we're podcasting together. I like that move a lot more than the oh, Garcia thanks. move. Uh, Pavin is, Smith is playing, like you say, he's playing some outfield. He's playing from center field <laughs> for uh, for for uh, Arizona. You mentioned the power. He's hitting the ball. He's 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 not hitting. He's hitting the ball on the ground. He's not lofting it. The power can come, whether it will or not, I don't know. But if he's just a guy that's going to be a gap hitter from the leadoff spot, he's going to you know he's not going to hit the home runs. Maybe I don't know if you need home runs, but he should be a positive contributor on that team. Yeah, absolutely. Then Guillermo Heredia was added. He had a big game earlier this week, but. Of a career fourth, fifth outfielder type. Michael Fulmer, Jordan Luplo, Dom Nunez, Taylor Widener had a pretty good outing against the Reds yesterday. I was kind of impressed. I had a bid in on him, but I think it was like four, and then he was one for six. Uh, Joaquin Soria was for six. Then I added Stefan Crichton for five. I know Crichton had x-rays come back negative, 
But uh, you at least was the guy in the short term. We'll see if it's Soria or Crichton moving forward. Yeah, so thinking about, I loved, I liked the, the the Dom Nunez move. Um, I thought Diaz would be the the primary guy, but Nunez seems to be filling the uh, heavier side of platoon there in Colorado. And I think it was Michael Fulmer. I uh, I think it's worth taking a shot. Um, again, he's not Carson Fulmer. Zola, get that out of your head. He's actually pretty good. So <laughs> I, I kind of like the I kind of like the shot there on Michael Fulmer. Yeah, I mentioned that uh, Taylor Widener had a pretty good outing opposite Jeff Hoffman the other day. And then, of course, Carson Fulmer comes into the game and just just <laughs> destroys the lead. Or I guess it wasn't uh, much of a lead at the time, but he just got rocked. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, one thing I wanted to note, not with these pickups, but in another league, I did drop Cabrian Hayes because we only have two IL spots in that league, and I have yeah. Soto and Gavin Lux and – Brian Hayes just had a setback, so I think that's a, a decision a lot of fantasy players are going to have to make this weekend. Yeah, I, uh, I've got him only on a Otno league, and I he's on the 10-day DL, so he still counts against my roster. But it's so deep that I'm not worried about it. I can you know can keep can keep uh, stashed because the reserves are so deep. I can still keep a, a decent keep a decent decent roster. So aggravated his wrist is what we're seeing, right? And mm-hmm. I think they're going to let it calm down, and he'll see a specialist in a couple of days. But I guess that leaves Philip Evans in the lineup a little bit longer. No, I mean that's the uh, that's that's the replacement. He's in a mixed league, probably still not interested. But if you grabbed him in, a, in an NL only, you're continuing to be a little bit happy. Yeah, I heard on with Cabrian Hayes, like he was traveling with the team, was looking close to return, but then he was taking. Yeah. BP on one of those high velo machines and it just aggravated. So now he's going to go see a specialist. I uh, was really excited about this kid too this year. It's just a bummer. And maybe in like TGFBI, a 15 team league, maybe I'll have to hold on. But, uh, yeah, the hitter injuries have impacted me. It's been pretty tough. And I, I've compounded those issues by stashing Jared Kelnick. Uh, it's not always fun to stash, and you know I've, I've definitely left myself open to that with steering into that early stash. But, well, um, hopefully soon you'll be rewarded. Alex Karloff's coming yeah, up today. That's a so big one. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, um, as is Nick Gordon, who really isn't. He's one of those all glove types that may develop the bat, although it's been a little while now and the bat's still lagging. But we'll see. But yeah, so Karloff's up. We'll see what Kalenic does. Yes, the no to the IL, and that kind of gives them a perfect uh, excuse to bring Alex Kirilov back up. Do you expect him to mostly play first in, in place of uh, Sano? I would think. I would think so. Yeah. Um, I, he, I, James is, you know, better to answer. I think he's played a little bit of both. In, played a little bit of first in 2019. Yeah, he so, could yeah. probably handle the position. Um as we talked about, I think, and as I've been watching, first base play has not been very good this year. Footwork and scoops. Defense in general, to me, looks pretty poor. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that might be. I mean, I know the shift is, the shift is helping numbers, et cetera, but I've seen some, some kind of, I, what I consider to be poor defense, uh, going on up there. So yeah, the, the twins have got, we got on the death chart. We've got Estadio and Garber listed as the three and four. So it looks like Karloff's in there pretty much every day. And that leaves a rise for either third base if Donaldson needs a day or left field. 
And then when Sado's back, uh, Kirilov can move out to the left. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. Hopefully the first of many big names to come. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at Bobby Witt maybe debuting soon. Maybe a guy like, uh, Alec Manoa. I know the Mariners kind of put the skids on Logan Gilbert. Right. Saying they want him to pitch some at AAA. So, um, but yeah, I think this is going to be an exciting weekend. I can see a few more call-ups to come and then probably a lot more next week. Triple A begins May 4th. At least that's what I, that's the number in my head. I, I, I thought I, I looked it up earlier in the week because I was curious. So that's a Sunday. That doesn't, well, it's, it's, I guess it's, I'm, I'll look it up as we're talking, but that's my, my recollection is Triple A begins May 4th. Nice. Yeah. I know, you know, some, the, the teams say they want some live reps and a guy like Kirilov really didn't do very well in spring training. So maybe he, in theory, could benefit from some more reps. But uh, all the reports from the alternate site last year with Kirloff were glowing, and they brought him up for the their final postseason game. <laughs> so right. they clearly liked what they saw at the alternate site, and I'm not reading too much into that slow start in the spring because I think Kirloff, the body of work he put together in the minors, uh, speaks to just how good of a player he could be. And looking at James Anderson's top 400, he has Kirloff as his 12th ranked prospect. So. Right. Happy just, Alex Kirilov day. Yeah, just so people don't think I'm a total moron, um, or more people think I'm a moron. The fourth is a Tuesday, and it is the beginning of the AAA season, so it's kind of two opening days because I'm gonna I'm gonna be following the AAA a little closer because there's a team 20 minutes from me this year in Worcester, Mass. Oh so yeah, looking forward to Ooh. getting my second poke uh, next week, and maybe the first thing I'll do out in public is. Take on the uh, the Worcester Red Sox or whatever they're calling themselves. You know, I was thinking about taking a drive down to Cincinnati actually this week because I put it into my Google Map and I guess I had it in my head that it was a further drive than it was because I used to live a couple hours north here of Madison, uh, but it's only six and a half hours from Madison to Great American Ballpark. So but that's a fair. Talk myself out of it. Talk myself out of it because I thought it's been this long. Just get yourself vaccinated, you idiot. Before you go sit in among the bunks, uh, sit amongst a bunch of people. Um, sit, only six and a half hours. That's a real fan. <laughs> I think only 45 minutes is what I hear around, you know, only six and a half hours. That's yeah, nice. I mean, that's not too bad up here in, in Wisconsin. <laughs> Obviously, I can get to Miller Park a lot sooner, but I, Great American Ballpark is underrated. But let's get to, uh, these two start starters for the week of April yeah. 26, Todd. We'll start with, and we'll be tracking these, and I will run through them all after we're done here. Grading on a zero to five scale, if you're unfamiliar. Uh, basically, if we have five leagues, how many of those are we starting this player in, in theory? Um, we'll start with Merrill Kelly, 771 ERA so far. He gets versus San Diego versus Colorado, so a couple home starts. Versus Colorado is real nice. Versus San Diego, a little scarier, but. I think I might give Merrill Kelly like a one. I'm a Merrill Kelly fan, and I, he had the thoracic outlet, which, you know, kind of puts the kibosh long-term. But uh, I short-term, I'm going to go as high as a two. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go with a two. Um, I don't – we'll see where he ranks on players I'll pick up, but I have him in several leagues already, and I will probably use him. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I hear you there. Uh, I got a one, but I got you marked down to two here. Yeah. I, I mentioned Taylor Widener. I'm probably not starting him there, but a two eight two ERA. And again, I just 
from what the eye test yesterday, he did give up a couple of homers late, but he was in the sixth as he was kind of tiring a little bit. Two of them were in the sixth. And he's got an 18 to 6K to walk in 22 to third innings. Mm-hmm. 26 years old, not as especially sexy Taylor Whitener, but yeah. good uh, results on the field so far. Yeah, and interesting test home against San Diego, so we'll see what happens. And, of course, since he's starting Wednesday, that would line him up for two the following week at Miami at the Mets. So It's not terrible. You know, we mentioned Austin Gomber last week. That's not a horrible one to, to preview for the following week in Whitener. Uh, for the Braves, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson versus the Cubs at Toronto. So that, of course, means at Dunedin TD ballpark. Um, Charlie Morton, you know, he's getting up there. His skills are diminishing a little bit, but I still think he's probably like a, a four. And Ian Anderson, frankly, he might be a five at this point. Morton, I, I, you know, I have Morton ranked a little higher. I do think he's a four. Anderson, well, it's a little higher. They're 8th and 13th overall. I mean, they're basically the same. I'll go four for each. I don't know that Anderson yet is worth uh, five. You know, I want to keep five especially. Even though I'm playing him in all five leagues, hypothetical leagues, I want to keep five for the elite. Yeah, five's kind of like the, the refractor. I don't collect <laughs> co- cards anymore. Not, I haven't gotten into the card wave, this latest baseball card wave. But, um, yeah, it's like that special... I mean, Toronto's still dangerous, right? I mean, they're still. Um, you talk me into lowering them too. I'm gonna go all through. right, okay. No, well, you're right. We're using them. We're using them. And well, he hasn't had one sticker, so he's still not a, not above it. So, the Cubs are going to get hot too. They're they're beginning to, but the Cubs, they're they're you know the underlying metrics as a team, their BABIP and some other stuff, they're they're due for an upswing. Did you see that tweet that I think Jeff? Tweeted or retweeted yesterday about how Javi Baez hasn't had a hit on a four seamer since like last year. Like last yeah, yeah. I don't like, even know how that's possible. Right. I mean, he's got like four, you know, five steals, five homers, and when he and, and everything else is a strikeout. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I know it's kind of a thing he does going to the bat opposite handed whenever a position player's on the mound, but for a guy hitting like he is, I mean. Probably shouldn't like stunt like that. Probably just get a get a base hit for your fantasy players. Don't fly out to left field betting left handed. Uh, for the Baltimore Orioles, Bruce Zimmerman, Dean Kramer versus the Yankees at Oakland. Uh, the Yankees aren't don't seem like that scary of a matchup right now. Anyway, they could always get hot, but um, that team's like a, kind of a mess. I still feel like both of these guys are. I mean, Zimmerman probably a one, Kramer a zero. It's it's a it's an aggressive one. Yeah. Um, I'm probably I, they're in the zero range for me, but eh, I can I can see the one. I'm not you know the you know the Yankees again. Their batting average and balls and play as a team is just way low, and it's not all bad luck. They're 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 not hitting homers either. But um, they're a bunch of like lumbering just. Huge guys, it seems like. And yeah. Not a lot of team speed or. Right. But they're also not hitting like homers. That. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Stanton has, I mean, they have like, Judge and Stanton have like four and three or five and four. It's not terrible, but, you know, they're not crushing it either. And then Sanchez only has two. Torres, did he get one last night? He may have gotten his first last night. I know he, he had, had a couple of night. hits. Yeah. So, I mean, he still hasn't gone deep yet. So. They're, you know, because they're due isn't a reason, you know, not to start Zimmerman. I just don't like Zimmerman all that much. 
Yeah, so I got a one for Zimmerman, a zero for Kramer, but that is a pretty risky one. Okay. Now, Todd, I'd love to get your thoughts on Garrett Richards because he lines up for two next week at the Mets at Texas. Six four eight year eight. Do you know what's wrong, or is it just the skills not really being that great? I, I mean, I, I tweeted last night that by the eye test, Nick Pavetta looked really good. He looked calm and had great location, mixing up his stuff. Richards, it's he doesn't. The body language isn't there, doesn't bother me so much, but he just can't find it. Last outing, he couldn't, he couldn't locate anything. He, he, sometimes he thought, well, I can't throw my fastball, I'm going to throw the curve or whatever. He, he, none, none of the pitches worked. It was just one of those, he was just struggling trying to find it. He's better than that. Maybe he's hiding an injury, I don't know. I am optimistic that the skills will come to the forefront. Especially the Red Sox have done a pretty good job as far as that sort of thing with Christian Vasquez and the and the coaches. But I'm you know I I come from the I don't want to bench a guy because I'm afraid I'll miss the good the, the good starts that make up the bad starts. If this is a one start week, I'd probably bench Richards. But man, Mets in Texas, I'm not. I'm not really overly scared on paper, so I'm probably going to get burned and, and start Richards this week. But I can't point to this and say, yeah, he's going to get better because he's just struggling with the command right, com- command and control, and he doesn't have any pitch he can sort of put in his back pocket and use. You know, randomly, he was the first guy I saw this year in any live setting. He was, you know, the first spring training game I watched was Garrett Richards against the Braves, I think, and he just didn't look good right from the jump. So I've been a little skeptical, but you're right. This is a pretty good two-step to get right. A couple good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Venues, and so I got him as a two, but it sounds like you're leaning more like three-ish. I'm leaning a three, but in my separating my bias, my you know, it's not just Red Sox fandom. I've been a fan of Richards. I mean, I, I've been a, I've been an unabashed fan of Garrett Richards mm-hmm. with all the injuries, and it happened to be in Fenway Park where he he, he you know hurt the Achilles. Right? It was he covering up for a space was in Fenway Park. But um, maybe he needs the demons excised or something. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Both these games are on the road, so maybe, maybe that's it. It's it's a Fenway Park aura. But um, not giving up yet. If he's healthy, I think he'll come around. But man, it's it's going to be an uncomfortable start. 
Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Now, speaking of uncomfortable starts, how about that segue? Um, you mentioned it earlier, though, the Cubs, Zach Davies and Trevor Williams. Um, I know Trevor Williams, like, as of you know, before his last start, had yet to give up a barrel, technically, but he had been knocked around a little bit. So he'd given up 10 hits in a game, but not a single barrel yet. Uh, but then last night, you know, not not terrible, but he went five, gave up two earned runs against the Mets. Just not a guy I'm excited about in fantasy, Trevor Williams. Uh, Zach Davies I'm still holding out some hope for. At Atlanta, at Cincinnati, a couple tough road matchups. Zach Davies, you know, if I drafted him and I did in a few spots, I'm probably turning him loose. I'm going to give him a three, but Trevor Williams will probably give him a one. I'm going to go – I'm not a Davies fan. I'm just uh, I don't like the stuff. I don't like the the venues. I don't like the opponents. So uh, Davies is a, is a one for me. Williams is a zero. Uh, Alonso got him last night. Pete Alonso uh, golfed yeah, it out. Right. Took the um, took a, a low pitch. Uh, you know, uh, credit to a, a pretty mind a buddy of mine, Paul Jones, has pointed out that Alonso's been crushing the ball lately. He's got like seven balls with 110 miles per hour exit velocity in the past week before last night. This people were talking DFS and knock on wood, Paul used him last night, uh, because, you know, he, he went deep, but, you know, uh, only two of those, I say only, only two of those hits run fly balls. The rest run line drives and ground balls. So he didn't quite get the, the results on hitting the ball 110 miles an hour, but Paul came, he came through last night and he did go deep. Yeah, that's a nice one. Uh, now for the Reds, Tyler Malley has been great, but tough test on the road against the Dodgers and uh, at home against the Cubs. 
Love what I've seen from Mally. He looks fantastic. I mean, starting him, he's not a five. You know, he's not that refractor. But I'd probably say a four even with that tough first matchup. Yeah, no, absolutely. And listen, I mean, the Dodgers, the, the Padres have had a couple of good pitches against the Dodgers. You know, good pitching will stop good hitting, even today's game. Yeah, Ryan so, Weathers last night. Oh man, I, we're not going to get to talk. Well, we can talk about him because we can because we can talk about him, but he's not lined up for two. But uh, he, uh, I, I mentioned in his first start early in the week where it, it, it was a different uniform. He looked like a kid in pajamas going out and pitching. I mean, this, he just looked like, because he's like a little frumpy, you know, they look like pajamas. They look like his uniform. Last night they had a, a, a different uniform on. It didn't look quite the same, but he doesn't care, right? I mean, he just goes out and throws the ball. I don't care who's up. It could be Mookie Betts. It could be, you know, uh, who, it doesn't matter. He's just throwing the ball and he's throwing, you know, Walking off the field, they're giving him plaudits, and he's just kind of, you know, he looks like stoic. I mean, I loved it. I thought it was great. But anyway, yeah, I know Molly, great test against the Dodgers and Cubs, and I'm, it's going to be a four for me, and it's weird. I was on Molly, then it was because everybody was on him, kind of backed off, not because I didn't think he'd do well, just because the market price, but now he's, he's showing the, the hype for the past couple of years could be worth it. Yeah, he's kind of incrementally taken steps forward since Derek Johnson got there, and yes, Valley looks to have fully kind of blossomed as a legitimate starter. By the way, you know, after Amir Garrett gave out that three-run lead earlier this week, ugh, that was so painful. Especially <laughs> after I was giving Josh Van Meter crap on our podcast earlier that day, then he just uh, just shoved it down my throat with that uh, three-run game-tying homer off Garrett. But when Garrett allowed that, I was like, all right, Garrett's done. In the closer role. But then David Bell gave him kind of a vote of confidence. Lucas Sims struggled yesterday. I don't have a clue who's going to be closing, but I actually have Lucas Sims and Garrett in the stake league, and I just benched Garrett for Sims. Like, I just don't think Garrett's going to be the closer. Maybe it's Antone. Maybe it's Sean Doolittle. I don't know. Well, Doolittle has not looked good. Read that picture. Doolittle did not look good yesterday. I don't think he's looked good. How about Lucas Sims in that rain delay throwing every ball to the dugout? I thought that was I, such a bogus call to keep that game going. Oh, it was. Just but that was kind of disrespectful on his end. I'm surprised there weren't repercussions. But maybe, I mean, it's one of those things where he had a right to do what he did, but it was still defying authority. So, you know, maybe Chris List would love that sort of thing, because that's Chris, right? It was uh, absurd, defying though. Authority. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, crap. He could, not, he could not grip the ball at all. I mean, he just yeah. walked in the game – Tying run, I think it was, at the go-ahead run, and he's just like, I mean, it was really frustrating to watch, and I can only imagine for him not being able to grip the ball, and it's like, well, hailing. There were hail yeah. droplets bouncing off his cap. Yeah, it's, it's almost like when we were doing an auction or a salary cap draft on the internet, and something, you know, you lose the internet, let's roll that back, right? You almost <laughs> wanted to restart the game. Without that last at bat that he that he walked in the run because it would have been yeah. fairer that way. Yeah, tough tough call. I know they didn't want to have to suspend it till the next day. That's ultimately what happened. Um, but it was yeah, it was hailing. There were little yeah. hail pellets bouncing <laughs> off his hat. So should have been called uh, or at least put into delay. You know, suspended by an inning or two before that. Uh, but anyway, we'll move on to Cleveland. Zach Plesak's been brutal so far, Todd. One and three with a six, seven, five ERA versus Minnesota at the White Sox. 
I'm not going to drop him yet because <laughs> I feel like that might be an overreaction. But if he botches this two-step and kind of doesn't do well, then I think he would be on the chopping block. But right now I'm going to give him a three. I know the homers have been an issue dating back to spring training. I don't know what's going on. He's suddenly got gopheritis. Uh, and I'm scared, but I'm probably starting him in most spots. Does he does he pitch against the White Sox every week? No kidding. I mean, I, I think he's last made, week. He's already made two starts against them. Yeah, and he had three last year out of eight games. Um, could it be that he wasn't really that good to begin with? I think you called that. Well, I don't want to – it's totally to take a victor lap and all that kind of stuff. But I do think that – I think there you, could be some – You called Savali over. Well, Savali, yeah. And it's not like Savali's crushing it. I mean, I, he's pitching a little better. But that I expect until – Yes. Yeah, well, I expect a little more. Um, yeah, I know – man, I'm I'm going to go with three as well. But I'm, you know, I'm selfishly glad I don't have to make the decision. Yeah, it's one where yeah, I'm not feeling comfortable, but I drafted him in a few spots, so I guess i got to hope that uh, I get some of the rebound, the positive regression. Yeah, did, he had a two-start this, this this current week, but I, you know, rainouts are just postponements. I guess apparently pushing this second, you know, pushing it to this week or next week. Now, Austin Gomber was the guy we, we kind of said, you know, take a look uh, for this week. Uh, last week on the show, we said to keep an eye out. Now, at San Francisco, at Arizona, I love that two-step for him. Chi-Chi Gonzalez, I just don't trust with the skills. But I think Austin Gomber has shown me enough to put him probably, like, I'm thinking, I'm probably going to give him a three like Plesak, but maybe like a plus, maybe I'll give him a 3.5. Okay, DVR. I mean, Clay, yeah, that, that was, yeah, <laughs> we did, we used to do that. Yeah, um, actually, I spoke with DVR in the uh, podcast. Yeah, you were on there. Pod, right? Catching up, yeah. Michael Beller is on paternity leave. Oh, congratulations, congrats, Mike. Michael, uh, on, the, on the birth of your you and your wife's newborn. Um, yeah, Gomber's a three for me. I like this one. All right, I got three point five. I want to put Todd three, and then uh, <laughs> Chichi. I'll say I'm going to say a zero, even though he's been okay. But he's I'm going to say start. If, if we're playing that game, I'm going to say minus point five. <laughs> I have time to note that. <laughs> I have um, no, I have no confidence in Chi-Chi. and I'm sorry, I'm old, and no. I maybe there's four people. I, every time I uh, I just think of Les Nessman from WKRP when uh, you know Chai Chai Rodriguez or whatever he used to pretend to the golfer when that was one of their running jokes. So it's Chai Chai Gonzalez or something. For if Les Nessman were to do this two start week. Three ERA for him, but uh, no, I've been, yeah. I, I'm not getting caught in that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Career one four seven whip. <laughs> definitely. Now Carlos Rodon, I mean, does he has he got that refractor shine? Is he a five now? Yes, I think I'm going to probably give him a five. Yeah, I think he's now worthy of a five. He's my eighth ranked pitcher this week. I haven't I had to fine tune innings and dump in the latest starts, but real rough. He's my eighth overall this week. Now, for the uh, Detroit Tigers, Spencer Turnbull made his debut uh, last – or this week, rather, Wednesday's doubleheader. Uh, got the win. So he was on the COVID list, but then uh, turned loose right away. That's good to see he allowed uh, you know, just one run over five, six to 2K to walk. It was against Pittsburgh. Keep that in mind. But uh, Spencer Turnbull's kind of got a, been a guy that 
maybe like Eno likes him or somebody likes him. So I've always kind of had my eye on Turnbull. Uh, versus Kansas City at the Yankees. That second one probably keeps him down at like a two, but maybe he's a guy you can get on the cheap this week and, and kind of wait and see. Yeah, I'm agree. I agree. He's a two, and I think he's a spin rate guy. I think if you if you if you go to the Statcast numbers, that makes sense, and man. I also re- recall Jeff Erickson doing some doing a study and showing that Detroit is quietly you know working with pitchers with spin rate and to keep an eye on that, especially with all the youngsters coming up. So yeah, I'm going to go with two, a two on Turnbull. And I'll, I'll check it, but I'm pretty sure he's a spin rate guy. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, definitely somebody, some people in the industry like him. I know he had that one year where he was like one, like, well, like two and 17 or something, but he had like a sub four fifth or something. Right. Like uh, so he's, you know, hasn't had the best supporting cast, but not a terrible pitcher. Jose Urania, though, I just don't like. <laughs> oh, and he's not a good pitcher, so I'm going to give him a zero. Um, I just hate that he plunks Robert, Ron Bacuna. Get over well, yourself. there is that. There, there is that for sure. And he, he he looked decent yesterday, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's nothing. Uh, once in a while, whatever, blind squirrel, acorn, yeah, 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 it'll happen. A real quick note before we move on. Football season approaches, and you've got to check out these new best ball leagues on underdog Best ball is the ultimate test of your live draft skills since there's no in-season management. That's right. Draft your team and underdog automatically credits you with your best performing players every week. You don't need to play the waiver wire or worry about trades. It's just the draft. Who doesn't love drafting an underdog best ball? You can draft as many times as you want because you don't have to do any roster management, saving you loads of time. Underdog's best ball leagues are drafting right now, starting at just 3 bucks. Once the season starts, underdog also has daily fantasy and an all-new pick'em game. Go download the Underdog app now to get in on some best ball before the season starts. Enter promo code ROTOWIRE with your first deposit, and Underdog will honor a money-back guarantee during your first month. Love Underdog or get your money back with promo code ROTOWIRE. Search Underdog in your app store and enter promo code ROTOWIRE. So next up on the two-star starters for the week of April 26th, Jose Urquidy, Christian Javier, Javier was great the other day, and I think I benched him like an idiot because he was down in the minors when they just didn't need a fifth starter or at the alt site, whatever. Um, but then he came back and was great against the Angels. Struck out nine, too. So that was a missed opportunity on my part. Those those unforced errors will burn, yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, you, you can't be called an idiot for putting a guy that was in you know in the equivalent of the minors. And it was called up on a spot start. It was in, in the Angels. Well, I think they kind of knew that it was he was going to be back. But yeah, I mean that's maybe kind of, perhaps perhaps. But and then the Angels as well. They're not they're not striking out, and they're they're one of the better teams against right-handed pitchers. Granted, it's early in the year; these numbers haven't settled. But you know that I just to me that just shows it was even even a better outing because it, it was against a team effective against right-handers. Christian mm-hmm. Javier, we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think with their key, he's kind of struggled a little bit. Uh, 5 14 ERA, 0 and 2. Uh, this team is just kind of hard to gauge right now just because they've had some big absences. They're still missing Altuve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've been pretty sloppy and just, I forget what exactly how many they've lost in a row, but I think the Astros may be in last place. Let me look that up. Um, AL West, because. Yeah, they are in last place. They're behind the Rangers now, 8-10. and ten. Uh, Again, hard to gauge what this team truly is, but I still think they're going to be okay. 
Oh, for uh, sure. Versus Seattle at Tampa Bay. I think these guys are both probably threes. Maybe your key D2 if you want to play it safe. I, uh, I like these. I think they're fours, to be honest, okay. with these matchups. Um, the parks are good, and neither offense – I mean, neither offense is terrible, but neither offense really scares me either. And I do think there's another level in Arkady. I just think he has to yeah, – let's go Javier 4, Arkady 3. Okay, nice. Okay, I got that noted here. Three. Again, we'll recap these at the end of the show here. Um, for Kansas City, Brad Keller has been bad oh. Keller so far. At Detroit, at Minnesota – you trusting him, or is he off your roster is long gone by now? Now, was it police act? I said I don't have to make the decision. Well, I have to make it on Keller, and I have to make it on Keller, and I have to make it. On, I have to make it on Keller in a lot of places. He, I kind of um, talking to Derek yesterday. DVR yesterday asked me what Mulligan do I want pitching, and it was Brad Keller. And part of it is because I'm the type that, and I think I mentioned it earlier. I don't like to bench guys until they get good because that means you missed what got good. If you believe he's going to get good, I want him in the lineup. If I don't think he's going to get good, I want him off my roster. So I've absorbed Keller's – actually, he had one good start after two terrible ones. It's like, okay, things are fine. And then he went out and got crushed by Tampa. So things aren't so fine anymore. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of – I don't know if I'm pot committed because we draft Brad Keller. You are not pot committed, but you know, at Detroit, you kind of have to play it, and and then maybe hope that that Minnesota, you know, maybe maybe the game gets moved. He doesn't pitch a second game, or they don't hurt him too bad. But I have to use. I'm going to call it a three, but I understand if it, if, if someone's in the prove it to me mode. Yeah, I think because of the matchups, I'm going to go two. Otherwise, he'd probably be your one. But, um, yeah, he may be a guy I try to sneak through in a couple leagues and stream him. Uh, not going to be willing to pay up too much. But he's at least given these matchups at Detroit, at Minnesota. Maybe I'll give Brad Keller one more chance. Now, uh, the Angels, they have an off day and, of course, a six-man rotation. So no two-star starters for them. It was a uh, – the regression monster caught Alex Cobb last night. No thing. He had no thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Only two yeah. and two thirds. So those who went chasing that ten start outing really got burned. Oh, uh, I still think over the long haul he'll be okay. Um, but yeah, no, for sure. Last night is going to leave a mark. Julio Urias, Walker Bueller, both easy fives, right? Nothing really to yes, get to there. And yeah, yeah. Trevor Rogers in a five now. Yeah, I'm say Bueller. Anybody was concerned? Oh, his velocity's down. Yeah, la la. You know, I you know he, the Padres hit him last night, but man, he looks good. Uh, yeah, and Urias does too. Yeah, no five five. Uh, the, 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 oh yeah, Rogers, Trevor, Trevor Rogers. Rogers yep. uh, yes, he's a five, but he's still young, and he's you know I don't he's still susceptible, vulnerable to an occasional bad outing. But man, what we see out of him is uh is definitely encouraging. And isn't it, these yeah. aren't these aren't easy matchups. No, they're really with uh, at Milwaukee, at Washington. These are not even, both good hitters, parks, and good offenses. Well, that Brewers offense doesn't really scare me. Not yet. No, no, Yelich. I mean, I guess I don't know if Yelich. He probably won't be back on Monday, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, the American right. field is nice. But. 
Yeah, Drew's and well, I'm still, you know, once Ke- once Colton Wong comes back, it's all, it, it's over. Look out, National League, right? Colton Wong's back today, so that that helps. <laughs> helps me. I'm going to be putting in a bunch of lineups over the weekend. Yeah, I'm going to plug him in too. Plug him in for like Jonathan Scope or somebody. Well, that was my, you know, the uh, other question Derek asked. Please listen to the podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. We talked about more. You know, my 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 pitching, my hitting mulligan was. Um, Going into a draft predisposed to wait on second baseman and take two of Wong, Cesar Hernandez, and Jonathan Scope. It still may work out, but I got to get out of this mindset of predisposing myself to moves of this nature and potentially missing out on, I don't know, Nate Lowe or Nate Lyle or another mm-hmm. second baseman earlier. But hey, I'm going to get Hernandez and Wong later. So, so I think that to do that in, as a Incoming strategy is one of my biggest faults. It's always a different incoming strategy every year, and I thought I was over it. I was like, no, this is going to be my exception. One of those guys is going to do well. Well, we'll see. I don't know who my hitting mulligan would be. Maybe Andrew Vaughn. Uh, maybe like Elvis Andrews, who I drafted in a couple of leagues. He's uh it's got a few steals, but otherwise. If Andrews ends up to be your worst call. It's a pretty good year, though, still, so. Well, yeah. I probably won't, just off the top of my head. <laughs> I wish I could have that. <laughs> well, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, but, you know, yeah. if, if you're, if the short, if your 15th round shortstop is a bust, you're going to be okay. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of bigger busts in early rounds. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Rogers, ever since that first inning and his first outing of the year, he's been just lights out. He like had some control issues, probably was a little nervous and had the jitters. And then ever since he buckled down in that outing, he's just been lights out. Daniel Castano, though, I know he's, the results through two outings have not been bad, actually. He's gone five in each of them. But uh, twice as many walks as K's so far. He's pitched ten, ten innings and has two strikeouts. So I can't give – I can't even give Castano a one. No, that's a zero. Yeah, I mean, need some K's from a streamer. Corbin Burns is an easy five and maybe like a top five pick if you're redrafting today. Uh, just I'm off the charts. Five and a half. Yeah, he's a monster, man. Uh, Still I, infinity K to walk. Yeah, I find this. I don't know. You know, I'm watching a ball game. You're watching a ball game. I mean, every time I see a pitcher walk a guy, I said, yep, that's one more than Corbin, Corbin Burns has. And they've been saying that an awful lot. That's just silly. <laughs> Uh, Adrian Hauser, I think I have still in a couple leagues versus Miami versus the Dodgers. Maybe I'll roll the dice in a couple leagues. Uh, maybe I'll cut him in a couple leagues. So I'm thinking like a two for Hauser. Yeah, I'll go with two. Yeah, I, I'm a little scared there. Now the Mets have two off days and new two start starters for them. The Yankees, Corey Kluber, Domingo Herman, both guys have been brutal. At Baltimore, then versus Detroit. Versus Detroit's pretty good. And even though the, you know, Camden Yards is a scary park to pitch in, that offense doesn't scare you much. But I wasn't on either of those guys. Uh, not trying to take a victory lap on Kluber, but I, I just don't see any signs of him returning to anything close to what he used to be. So I'm going to give him like a two. I'm going to give him a reputation three or benefit of the doubt three. I mean, I agree with you though. This, if he, this, this, if he doesn't do it this week, this is the perfect setup. Now, Baltimore is scary. It's still a little bit cool in Baltimore. It's not. It hasn't gotten the warm and humid, which kind of really helps the uh, the park. 
Um, over the weekend, it's still going to be a little bit tepid, so it's a good time to go pitch in Baltimore. And they don't have Anthony Santander, right? He's uh, he's out. Yeah, that's a big huge. loss for them. Well, yeah. they brought up Austin Austin Hayes should be an, a decent replacement. Uh, DJ Stewart as well, but um, and Herman, I still think he's in the getting his getting the rust off, getting things back together. He obviously was over his head when he won all those games with a mediocre record. But at this point, what did I say, Kluber three? I'm going to go two for Herman, you know, matchup based. Yeah, I, I got a two for Kluber. I'll give Herman a two, too. I just, Kluber scares me, and I don't know what he is anymore. Uh, for Oakland, Sean Manaya, Frankie Montas. manaya has been really good. Montas on the other side of that coin. Uh, at Tampa Bay versus Baltimore. You know, for Manaya, I think I'll give him a three. Uh, and then Montas, ugh, probably a two, even though I'm sketchy on that one, too. Manaya is one of my top ten this week, although I get to have to check the innings. I'm going to go with four. And I, a lot of, I mean, I am a pro-Manaya fan. Pro-Manaya fan, as redundant, or an oxymoron. I am pro-Manaya. So it may be ba- baked into the um, aggressive uh, expectation. Uh, Mont, man, again, if he doesn't get right this week, I'm concerned. I'm going to go with three with Montas, and this is, he kind of needs to, he needs to prove it to me this week against these teams. Yeah, another guy where I just, you know, he had that one excellent year before the suspension, or an excellent two months before the suspension. Another guy that I just have trouble kind of nailing down exactly what he is as a fantasy asset. Um, for the Mets, Zach Wheeler, Zach Eflin. I think they're probably both fours. I mean, they're kind of – Wheeler's kind of on that five border, but um, I think they're both probably fours for me. What, let's say Utah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'm, to me, Wheeler's a top ten this week, um, but I'm going to go with a four. I need to check it in again. He was interesting last year. He induced a lot more ground balls but gave up strikeouts. At mm-hmm. least the last time I looked, he was kind of combining the two. He was – Increase the strikeouts and continue to induce ground balls, which is a kind of a nice combination. I'm not one that considers ground ball rate a skill because, as we talked about, a fly ball pitcher can be successful in certain conditions. But you know, if my ground ball guy is also striking batters out, I'm good with that. Yeah, that's a great, great combo: ground balls and K's. A uh, good recipe for success. Now the Pirates and the Padres both have only five games apiece next week. Hopefully you grab some Ryan Weathers, though, because it'll cost you if you want to add him this week. He's still out there. Uh, Justice Sheffield for Seattle at Houston at the Angels. They have a full seven games, so we do expect Sheffield to make two. Um, good year last year. Under the hood, it didn't look quite as good for him. Uh, and so far this year, I mean, the, the run prevention hasn't been as good, but you know, look at Sheffield. I'm a little nervous, but at Houston versus the Angels, I may give him a two. With you. I'm with you. Yeah, that's a sketchy two, but I'll give him a two. Uh, for the Giants, Anthony DiSclefani versus Colorado at San Diego versus Colorado is just like, that's like a six matchup. Layup, yeah. Um, at San Diego, not as great, but I'll probably give DiSclefani uh, a three. I'm going to go four. Again, it's probably because of my aggressive baseline expectation. Nice. I'll look forward to seeing where 
Disco slots into your weekly pitcher ranks. For St. Louis, Adam Wainwright uh, versus the Card or versus the Phillies at Pirates. Uh, that's a pretty good two-step, but I, I'm looking at Wayno and you know he kind of was walking a fine line last year, walking a tightrope and kind of slipping off that tightrope this year. So I'm going to give Wayno like a two. No, I agree. Early on, it looked like he was once again defeating the peripherals, but like you said, it's kind of catching up. Regression does not punch a time clock. Yeah. I think it's going to be punching Wainwright by the end of the year pretty hard. <laughs> I'm with you. Now, um, I, you know, I, you know, fascinated by his career. I love his career. And I've told the story before. I kind of hold a grudge that I was going to be on the air on Sirius XM Fantasy with, with Lar Michaels during the FSGA draft a few years ago and standing there with Kay Adams waiting to be interviewed. And Kay whispers to us, Adam Wainwright's calling on the phone. He's complaining. Yeah, he got he picked, yeah, he was complaining that he picked too. You got picked too late. So we were bumped by Wayno, and I think people realize that. First of all, I'm just tongue in cheek, but he's big in a fantasy, fantasy football, runs some fantasy leagues. I think you know he's really good for the both the major league game and fantasy game in general. Yeah, and what a great renaissance for him last year. Sure, because we all knew that was going to be hard to sustain, and indeed it has been. Uh, Rich Hill, Michael Waka. I actually I have to admit I tried to add Waka in the stake league last night. Uh, I think I had like a four or five dollar bid on him, uh, just because you know I was sorting by K's and he showed up really high. You know he's got twenty one K's and twenty two thirds innings, eight walks. Waka's been okay. Yeah, and when, when was the uh, the cut line and the uh, Raz Slam Fab a couple weeks ago? I missed it. I oh no! Well, hopes to hang in there. Then you can go goofy I'll do the next the second time. one. Yeah, yeah just gonna hang in there now. Though. Yeah, yeah. I my I drafted my cut lines late. I did that one year too, and I drafted early, so I was I was done because I had so many guys to replace. If you draft late, you may be okay. But my point being, I I liked what I saw back then, and I added him in a couple of cut lines at that point, knowing he's probably gonna get hurt. But you know, any even so, so I'm with you there. Rich Hill is, is kind of maddening. He's he's old. He's getting really I should talk. I'm getting old too. But um it's I don't think we can look at the name Rich Hill anymore and and you know, it's a 5, it's a 4. He's getting knocked around a little bit. So, um Waka, I'll give him both. I give Walker 4. I'm that high on him and Hill a 3. Oh wow. Okay. I got Waka as a 3, but I'll let you a 4. And then Waka you, yeah, you know Rich Hill, you said who? I'm going to go three just because he's not going all that deep into the ball games, and he's he's boosted by home starts in a good pitching park, but he's still not going all that deep. So I'll, I'll go three for Waka. Rich Hill, I got a one. You say two, was it? I just said don't get you know don't don't pay for the reputation, don't pay for the brand name, and there I just paid for it. Um, well, I mean that's not a really a I'm going to go. I'm going to go three. I mean, the numbers say he's up there. I'm going to go three. Oh, I, I like that. Good to have, a, you know, a few. Well, I just did what I did. I just, well, I guess the reputation says four or five, and I said three. So I'm not I'm not contradicting myself. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, for Texas, then, uh, Jordan Lyles, Mike Fultonevich. I just, this team's terrible, and I don't really want anything to do with them, so I'll probably give them both, like, ones, but I don't. You know, those kind of last priorities for me. Uh, well, Lyles gets a zero for me. That's that's not hard. 
Uh, Fulte, uh, such a tease. I'm going to give Fulte, I'm going to give him a two. Okay. Decent, I mean, good offenses, but uh, he's pitching at home. That team's just laughably bad, though. I guess Adoles Garcia may inject some life Maybe. into them. Pretty bad. Uh, Ross Stripling, then. Final two starts started. The Blue Jays have two off days next week, so they can go with Ross Stripling as a, as a uh, two-start if they won, go without a fourth starter. I do think we see Alec Manoa somewhat soon. Maybe a guy, if you can, stash minor leaguers you want to grab. I did that in the stake league. Ross Stripling, though, I think, honestly, he's probably a zero. Uh, I mean, I just, I, I'm not going to be looking to pick it's him where up. I have him ranked high. I need to check that because it may be that I've got a reliever projection for him. And well, getting too granular, I know we got to, you, you need to cut out and get to the, uh, to the other mic to do the serious show. Re- reliever skills are better. So if I readjust it to starter skills, I'll bet he drops way down to, uh, to the, to the one range, but I'm, I'm not starting him even though, even so, but I'm going to give him a one and, and not start him even though I always said one. Yeah, just the way I can up. do what I want. No, just <laughs> the weather heating up. Two starts at TV ballpark. That rotation needs some help, man. It's yeah, bad, you know? yeah, yeah. I guess maybe Nate Pearson's on the way. Maybe. He's going to throw a sim game today. That would help. Uh, so that maybe he's not too far off. And they're getting a little brief bullpen reinforcement coming back as well. But even so, that pitching has just been demolished. Yeah, so even with Pearson back, I mean, I do kind of like Manoa if you can grab him, but um, that's definitely a one you probably have to be patient on. But we will review now our grades for all the two-star options for the week of April 26th. Merrill Kelly, I got a one, Todd two, Charlie Morton four, Ian Anderson four, Bruce Zimmerman one, Dean Kramer zero, Garrett Richards, I say two, Todd three, Zach Davies, I say three, Todd one, Trevor Williams, I say one, Todd zero, Tyler Malley four, Zach Fleasek three, Austin Gomber three point five, uh, Todd three, Chichi Gonzalez negative point five, Carlos Rodon five, Spencer Turnbull two, Jose Urania zero, Jose Urquidy three, Christian Javier, I say three, Todd four, Brad Keller, I say two, Todd three, Julio Urias five, Walker Bueller five, Trevor Rogers five, Daniel Castano, zero. Corbin Burns, a five. That's like a gold refractor right there. Uh, Adrian Hauser, two. Corey Kluber, I say two, Todd, three. Domingo Herman, two. Sean Manaya, three, Todd, four. Frankie Montas, I say two, Todd, three. Zach Wheeler, four. Zach Eflin, four. Justice Sheffield, two. Anthony DeSclafani, I say three, Todd, four. Adam Wainwright, two. Rich Hill, I say one, Todd, three. Michael Waka, three. Jordan Lyles, I say one, Todd, zero. Mikey, Mike Fultonevich, I say one, Todd, two. And then Ross Stripling, zero. Todd, thank you for your insight. Anything else on your mind today? No, hey, I get my second Pope next Tuesday, so wish me luck. That's awesome, man. Hope you <laughs> uh, don't have too many crazy side effects or symptoms after that second shot. Well, the first one made me cranky. Oh wait, no, that's just me in general. So, yeah, I uh, I still am looking for mine. I know James said he's going to have to drive to like Janesville or something. Well, if you're going to go, I haven't been able to get a game. 
that's true. I should probably I should probably be willing to drive a couple hours if I need to. But I, uh, I'm glad to hear you're getting vaxxed, and uh, can't wait to talk again next week, Todd, and tomorrow on the uh, MLB Network Radio as well. So thank you, yes. thank you all for listening, and we'll talk soon on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.